schadenfreude everybody must have screamed ah he's a sung hero a little pushy pushy are you back from listening to stairway to heaven twice now those are just words i looked up on the internet unreasonable doubt a podcast about west virginia university basketball starts now Hello! What's the matter? Why the long face? From the studio, cheer up! From the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 17, Oklahoma, and yeah, that was West Virginia's fifth loss in a row. But they're not giving up. They're not throwing in the towel. They're hanging tough. They went to... (laughs) I knew it. I told you at the end of the last episode what an 11 a.m. crowd at Oklahoma was going to look like. And you're seeing the play-by-play and uh, color analysts. They cut to them. So many empty seats behind them. They said, I think it got a little bit more than half filled. They were talking about it when when the when the announcers are talking about, oh, this is a this is an early one for us and for the crowd as well. You know it's rough, and so it's not a tough environment per se, but you haven't won there in uh, since Javon Carter was on the team, and so that's a that's a scheduled. I mean, nothing should be a scheduled loss, especially when you're on a four game losing streak, but. There's signs of positive things happening. I mean, Trey Mitchell, he looks great. He is by far the most consistent Mountaineer in conference play. Getting very comfortable. Matter of fact, uh, he plays well beside Jimmy Bell, but he also played well today. uh, Bob Huggins went with the small ball lineup for a lot of the second half. And Trey Mitchell looked comfortable in that, didn't he? Passing from the high post, um, just really comfortable. He only missed one shot today. Uh, Not talking about free throws. And he, like, you can see him gaining confidence each game. He did that after the game press conference with Huggins. And, like, he doesn't seem like he's panicking. He had three assists. He took one three and he made it. Man, when he when he does his post-up moves, and those are good defenders guarding him, and he just he he gets what he wants. And if it's going in, that's a problem. And he almost got WVU in the win column today. And West Virginia's back to shooting over 50%. They did that today. They haven't done that in a long time. This is their best turnover performance of the season. Only five turnovers a day by the Mountaineers. So of all the trends that you could talk about, and <laughs> there's there's trends going the opposite direction. A great trend is the turnover trend. Only seven against Baylor, only five today. And so that's a of trends you want to go that way. Turnovers is a great one to to 
where we're not turning the ball over. I'm not on the team. Where West Virginia's not turning the ball over. So that's really good. West Virginia, they made more, they made six more field goals in Oklahoma today. So that's that's good. Joe Toussaint, when he was on the court today, he was dangerous. He looked great. 14 points, came in the game in the first half and really kept WVU in the game, kept it close. It was only a three-point deficit at halftime, thanks to Joe Toussaint. Made a couple of threes, was getting to the basket, just solid all around. And then second half, when he got in, playing beside Kedrian Johnson, it just, it once again, that looks like a good combination of Kedrian and Joe playing off the ball. And they were both trying to get to the rim. Speaking of Kedrian, after struggling and missing a game with concussion, he just has not been shooting the ball well. And today, four of seven, constantly the green light to attack the rim, finishing. You know, it's one thing for Kedrian to drive. It's another thing for him multiple times finishing over the Bearded Groves and made his free throws. So definitely in a, it's a one game trend, but getting Kedrian Johnson back comfortable on the offensive end. He made a three early on. Like all those are good signs for games moving forward where maybe that concussion, the effects of the concussion to his game, um, it, he looked right today. And he was he was really, really solid. And Bob Huggins, you know, he, he tried some things in the first half. Josiah Davis made an appearance late in the first half. Pat Sumnick, he got a baseline jumper, which was amazing. So I, I still don't have a grasp on what kind of player Pat Sumnick is. But when he's in the game, he seems competent. And it seems like good things happen when he's playing. And uh, but I that's what it seems like because he it's rare sightings of Pat Sumnick and I don't blame Huggins for not playing him a lot because he's he's got guys ahead of him that should be playing over Sumnick. It's just when he's in there in the in the glances, it's it's been okay. Like I I actually like what I see even though I don't know what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? <laughs> and really. You know, in the turn that frown upside down territory, look at the head coach, Hall of Fame, basketball Hall of Fame coach Bob Huggins is not going scorched earth. He seems, you know, he's the Friday press conference. We're an NCAA tournament team. This team's going to be good. After the Oklahoma loss, after their fifth loss in a row, Bob Huggins, we got a lot of new pieces. We've got a lot of guys coming from a lot of different arenas all coming together, and we're doing it on the fly. And once we get comfortable, watch out. I'm paraphrasing what he's saying, but he is not. You've seen Bob Huggins go scorched earth on <laughs> teams that have been in this situation of, of in a five-game losing streak. Like I went back, their fifth loss in a row, this is the second time West Virginia started Big 12 play 0-5. So I went back to the press conference on YouTube. That was at TCU. And Huggins was talking, this is 2019. Huggins was talking about how uh, the culture was bad. These guys 
Um, <laughs> like really, it was a three minute press conference, but so much, uh, there was no hope in Huggins' voice for who he had in the locker room. And then there were two seven game losing streaks last season. And in the midst of those, he was talking about he'll fix it, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, and it, and it was bad. You know, it was bad. And when he starts talking about he'll fix it, that's when you know it's bad. And five losses in a row, Huggins is like, we're we're fine. We're going to be great. We're not the worst team in the Big 12. And I don't know. It's wild. It makes me think of it's not it's not apples to apples. I don't guess. I'm just telling you what I think about when I see Huggins in the midst of a losing streak, a long losing streak for him saying we're we're going to be good. Everything like glass half full Bob Huggins. It reminds me of when when Dwight Schrute <laughs> had a concussion on that episode of The Office where he was being nice and supportive and it's jarring and and that's done for comedy. This is not funny what Huggins is doing, but he's not giving up on the players and he doesn't think there's an issue in the locker room. He likes his guys. I'm, and so he's a Hall of Fame coach. He's won a ton of games. And so if anyone would know what they have, it's Bob Huggins. I can see, I would concede that, um, obviously, because of what his resume is versus what my resume is as far as watching basketball and playing a decent amount uh, into my 20s, but not in any <laughs> any situation like uh, Division One basketball. So uh, if Huggins isn't worried, despite being 0-5 in the conference, then should we be worried? The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice. And if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? I mean, Kansas City was doing ring around the rosy today. Will they do that in the playoffs? Can you bet if, <laughs> if the Kansas City Chiefs is going to do a ring around the rosy play? I'll look for it on DraftKings Sportsbook. I wouldn't put it past them. Here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hello. From the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 17, Oklahoma, and they lost again. It's the fifth loss in a row. That's zero wins and five losses in Big 12 play. We're 14 days into the calendar year 2023. West Virginia has played 
um, a number of basketball games, none of which they won. And we can get to that, but let's talk about something that happened two days before the game in, you know, a sign that the program's not in good shape. Um, This is my sixth season doing Unreasonable Doubt. In the past, when bad things happen off the court, they were worthy of an emergency episode. Emmett Matthews freshman season 2019, when Issa Maud and Wesley Harris got kicked off the team. Uh... That I did an emergency episode when Oscar Sheebway, the news broke out that he left WVU in December of 2020. I'm sorry, in 2020. Yeah, December 2020. Uh, that I walked the dog and recorded a podcast emergency episode. So in previous seasons, I would have deemed the firing of Larry Harrison on Thursday to be... Um, let me jump on the microphone and talk about it. But why? I mean, it's, um, you know, as I'm thinking about it, the more, how many emergency episodes should there be <laughs> when you're covering a pro, when you're covering a basketball team? Like, those are two big ones, I guess. Um, and this one, in other seasons, I think I'd be up for it. I'm not up for it. And I think the fan base is kind of in the same boat as far as like what everything can't be the worst. But Larry Harrison fired on Thursday. Larry Harrison, assistant coach for Bob Huggins since he's gotten to Morgantown. Like the, it, Bob Huggins came in 2007 and Larry Harrison was hired in 2007 and he's been the constant. Guys have came and went. The guy on the bench has been there the whole time, Larry Harrison. And he worked with Huggins for eight seasons at Cincinnati. And so 24 seasons, assistant coach for Bob Huggins. So how should that end? It can end a variety of ways. Larry Harrison could say, I'm going on to the next thing. Probably not during the season, probably in the off season. And then he does that. Bob Huggins could not, may not be happy with what Larry Harrison is doing as an assistant head coach or assistant coach. And so, in the after the season, they could have a conversation, and Bob Huggins says, "I think we need to move in a different direction." And you could do that. The option they went with, uh, whoever they is, uh, I'm guessing Bob Huggins is part of this, uh, said. Um, Hey, guy who's been on the bench with me for 24 seasons, uh, you're out of here, and we're going to play some more games without you this season. We, we need to do this on January 12th. We need to do this after losing four in a row. And so that's how they did it. And that's not a good look. That's a bad look, uh, regardless of what. And, I, and so we don't know exactly why... Larry Harrison got the boot. Um, it could be, us, you know, I, I don't. I don't have a good answer. I don't know. Let me just lay out what Larry Harrison got after working twenty four uh, on his twenty fourth season with Bob Huggins. This is what he got for a goodbye. Besides saying, "Don't work here anymore," in the press release from Bob Huggins, quote. 
I want to thank Larry for his years of service to Mountaineer basketball, and I wish him well in his future endeavors. End quote. So that's a bit around here. If you've listened to the podcast, anybody gets wished well in their future endeavors, uh, that can <laughs> that can absolutely be true, or it's just something you say when you absolutely don't want to work with that person anymore. And they could have done something horribly. You wish them well in their in their future endeavors. And I've wished many people on this podcast. Uh, I've wished mo- many people well in their future endeavors. And you don't know how honest I'm being with that. And the same applies here. And the difference is, is that this was the associate head coach. Like if Huggins gets pulled, Harrison steps up if Huggins can't coach is Larry Harrison's job and he got he got booted mid-season and and he gets a we wish you well in your future endeavors Larry goodbye so that happens Thursday during the day Thursday evening perfect timing the Bob Huggins radio show him and and Caridi and Jacobs hanging out at Kegler's and so Caridi has to ask him about it. And the quote from Bob Huggins, quote, I don't really have a lot to say about it because I wasn't as involved as I'm being portrayed to be. How's that? End quote. So that, which is, doesn't, on the surface, it doesn't jive with the statement of wishing him well in his future endeavors. Because there's not a lot of warmth in that. And then cut to hours later. And Huggins doesn't want to talk about it. But Caridi has to ask him. And this is not a press conference. This is a Bob Huggins hanging out with the guys at Kegler's. And taking calls and, and, and questions from the audience. And it's not a grill session. And he throws that cryptic message up. Of like not totally up to me not as involved as I'm being portrayed to be. That's all he says about it. So Friday, already scheduled press conference to talk about the Oklahoma game. And usually it's, let's go to questions, but they, hey, here's a, let's start with Bob Huggins. And this is what Huggins said on the press conference yesterday. The decision, quote, the decision to make a change within our basketball staff was a difficult one. Larry and I worked together for 24 years and shared many great moments. I'm reading this like Bob Huggins read it. He read a statement. Back to what he said. The decision was made in the best interest of Mountaineer basketball. I'm not going to take any questions on the matter and will now move on to your questions about the upcoming Oklahoma game. End quote. So, wish well in his future endeavors. I'm not as involved as is being portrayed. Uh, And basically tough call uh but in the interest of mountaineer basketball larry's out of here no no further questions and bob herzl tried to you know tried to follow up and bob Huggins says i don't have any more to say about it and so until we hear from larry harrison and i'm and i'm guessing we will i don't know if it's going to be like a shane lyon situation but he's going to talk and it'll be interesting to hear what larry harrison says uh, former players, current players, upset with the decision. Uh, some people not upset with the decision. I don't know what they know. 
Friend of the podcast, Mike Kazaza, uh, Kazaza is reporting that the decision to let Harrison go was made after the Oklahoma State game, but the timing of when it was going to happen hadn't been determined, and then cut to Thursday it happens. So what's up with what he said on the Bob Huggins radio show? Here's The only way this makes sense for him to say that is not that new AD Ren Baker is involved because that's the that's your first go-to when it's like it's not totally up to me then who else could make that decision besides the athletic director the only other thing that makes sense for this is when when Huggins says I'm not as involved as I'm being portrayed the person involved has to be Larry Harrison like it's a it's a cryptic uh, Larry Harrison has made his bed and he has to lie in it kind of thing. Like he's the one involved being let go. I made the decision, but this is not this is not a shock to Larry Harrison. Like that's that's my interpretation because the cold wish you well in your future endeavors after 24 seasons and the cold it's in the best interest to move on sandwiched by not totally up to me that's the only thing that makes sense but regardless of what larry harrison has done or hasn't done doing this on january 14th with 15 more games to play in the middle of the season is is bad and doesn't look good for the program and is not does not give anybody warm and fuzzies so that happened then cut to today they lost again and so uh that decision on thursday is is a is weird timing and then you got to play basketball and when you're in a four game losing streak what you i don't know like i can't think of something i don't think firing an assistant coach is going to like you're going to you do that for the rest of this season it's not a short-term decision so why is it happening in the middle of the season? But they lost a day, and um, that's five straight. And in two seasons, West Virginia has had two seven-game losing streaks, currently on a five-game losing streak. TCU comes to Morgantown next. Texas comes to Morgantown. And so they, they are looking square in the eye another seven-game losing streak. And if that happens, then... Uh, and if Texas Tech holds up their end of the bargain because <laughs> they lost the night to Texas, then you've got um, a sicko game of the week. You've got 0-7 West Virginia facing 0-7 Texas Tech. One comes out <laughs> one comes out of that 0-8. So that's still possible. Uh, but because Texas Tech lost, West Virginia got to hold the sole... Uh, position of last place for a few hours before Texas Tech bumped West Virginia up to a tie for ninth out of ten teams in the Big Twelve. So you're going on you're going on basement status for now one and let's call it a one and a third seasons, and that's not good. That is bad, regardless of who's coaching the team, guys on the team. If you have two seven game losing streaks and a five game losing streak, that's not that's bad that and that's obviously bad and so 
Huggins um, is saying we got all these new pieces and we're trying to figure all this out. And when we get there, we'll be good. All right, dude. You got, you got, now you're down to 14 games left to do that. Um, and you got to win some of those to, 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 and you haven't won any in the calendar year. And regardless of the circumstances, you can't, it's not good to have that many losing streaks. I mean, uh, that many games of losing streaks in any stretch. And it's not, Typical of Bob Huggins, and I already aired my grievances in the Baylor episode, if you want to listen to that, as far as the questions that are going to come up if West Virginia has back-to-back losing seasons that we're not going to get great answers to, but the questions are going to start happening more and more. But if you boil it down today, it's free throws, and Bob Huggins would argue that free throws have contributed and the lack of making free throws have, have contributed heavily to every game except the Kansas game in the Big 12 schedule as far as losses because they've all been close games. And guess what? West Virginia has made critical, has missed critical free throws. And they only shot 16 today for a team that, that thrives getting to the line. They only got there 16 times and they only made eight of them. And this was not a Jimmy Bell and Mo Waggy being bad at shooting free throws. Jimmy Bell got one chance, he missed both of them. But this was guys who are good at making free throws that are missing them. Trey Mitchell, Oklahoma got a technical foul. Trey Mitchell was deemed the guy to shoot the technical free throws, missed them both. Also, under two minutes, he goes one for two at the line. If he makes both, West Virginia has a lead. Instead, tie ball game. Joe Toussaint, great day today in his 21 minutes, but goes to the line with about a minute left, game tied, and shoots two free throws and misses two free throws. And even if he makes just one of them, West Virginia has the lead. And Eric Stevenson, 11 seconds left, down four, or down, yes, down four, can cut it to two, and you can't do it. You miss you miss a free throw. And that guy only missed one free throw of all last season. So uh, that, the writing was on the wall there that that is not sustainable to shoot, you know, 90, 95% from the line. So he was going to come back down to earth. But it's just uh, today, under two minutes, in a very close game, West Virginia misses four free throws. And guess what? Oklahoma was making theirs. Guy missed one at the end, but it was already out of reach. So that's the difference. In a close game, and if you look at the box score, if you make six more baskets than the other team, then the next thing you look at, well, did the team that made six less, did they make a bunch more threes? And they didn't. The Oklahoma only made three more threes in West Virginia. So six more field goals... The math says you win that game, and then you have to look at the free throws, and Oklahoma made 10 more free throws than you. And if they make if they make eight more than you, I mean, and it's weird because it's a one-point finish because Seth Wilson made an open three. Shout out to the people who had West Virginia plus three and a half on that Seth Wilson three at the end, the meaningless three. Um... If you if you 
but those four free throws were critical. And it's guys who can make free throws and they're missing them. And so that's that's not great. Speaking of not great, Eric Stevenson. You know, he he crotch grabs in the Oklahoma State game. Seems to be in a funk sense. And I'm chalking that up to like a like an incredible Hulk situation. Like I've got to hold this in. I can't hulk out of how it's going to affect everybody around me. But in fact, after the game, Bob Huggins said, Eric has not been well. Eric has been in the hospital. He's not been well. I mean, so Eric Stevenson, not well, still starting and playing. And today, three of eight from the field, 0 of four from three. And yet... Eric Stevenson, who is not well, they run a play for him at the end of this game. So he's given and he's been in a funk for now three games and he wasn't lighting it up today. I know it only takes one, but Huggins has the faith in Stevenson to say, we're running a play for you. We're down to 20 some seconds left. We're running for you. We're running the elevator screen to get you a shot. And Oklahoma had it covered. And there's still 20 seconds left to play. And Eric Stevenson, who is not well, shot what I would describe as a contested fadeaway three going away from the basket. And it barely hit the bottom of the rim on the left side. Oklahoma rebounds game over. Just you take a timeout. Let's draw this up. He gets the ball. It's covered. Go to plan B. Nope gonna chuck it I'm gonna make it and he absolutely didn't make it just a, just a rough shot to get in a critical spot so that's you're either overly confident which we all know he is or just a just a bad play one or the other or both and so it's Maybe it is like a Hulk situation, but also apparently the guy is not feeling well and he's trying to battle through it, but it's affecting his performance. 0 for 4 from 3 today, 10 for 31 in the last three games. And this is the rough one, 2 of 16 from 3. And yeah, they're hanging tough and they're not quitting, but for this team and all these conference games are going to be close. And if you're running the play for this guy to take the lead at the end, you gotta get you gotta get better than two from sixteen from three and ten for thirty-one. You got to. And Kedrian Johnson's been struggling. He did better today. Stevenson's still in a funk. And so this is the part where I do the disclaimer. This is a very obvious disclaimer that Bob Huggins is a Hall of Fame basketball coach. He's got an orange jacket. You can see it. He got it. I saw him do the induction ceremony speech. He's in. You can go to Springfield, you know, the in the strip mall beside the Hobby Lobby or whatever, and you can go in, and Bob Huggins is in there. And he knows more about basketball than I could ever know. So all that's in true all that's true. But that leads me to say, and this is not the exact same thing, but Michael Jordan, the saying was in college for Michael Jordan, and just for the career of Michael Jordan, the only guy that could keep him under 20 points a game was Dean Smith. Right? 
You've heard that. And so Joe Tucson is not Michael Jordan, but he was really good today when he was on the court. And he played 21 minutes today. He scored 14 points in 21 minutes. There's 40 minutes in a basketball game. And he, we could only find 21 minutes for him. And so the subbing pattern for Joe Toussaint, he comes in about halfway through the half. And then he plays a lot. And so in the first half, he comes in about halfway through and he scores 10 points and keeps him in the game. And that gives him nothing I'm not saying he needs to start the second half. I'm not telling Bob Huggins to do anything because he, again, basketball Hall of Famer, just behind Bayheim as far as active Division I coaches, as far as how many wins they have. He's only behind one guy in all of college basketball, active. So can't tell him anything. However, one man's opinion, if you've got a guy that is keeping you in the game, can we see him before before under 12 minutes to go? I mean, it was so... Speaking of... I talked about jarring earlier. When you when you hear the play-by-play guy see Joe Toussaint and say, Joe Toussaint hasn't made a... Be- oh, well, this is the first time he's in the game in the second half. <laughs> like, he had, like, it's a setup where it's like, okay, I'm looking at the box score. Joe Toussaint hasn't scored this half. He's been quiet. He's been quiet because he hasn't played. And, and so... Dean Smith keeps Michael Jordan under 20 points a game and Bob Huggins keeps Joe Toussaint under 25 minutes a game. Joe Toussaint doesn't have it every game. He had it going today and you just like to see him. You don't want to hear the play-by-play guy just like, what? Just confused. Barely, and rightly confused of like, how come, oh, he has a score because he, ha- he hasn't played yet in the second half? And he doesn't know more than Bob Huggins. But for that observation to come out, it's it's very apparent that, that something, what are we missing? And I know Huggins is hesitant to play Tucson and Kitty together because he, he doesn't want both of them to be in foul trouble. It just seemed like today, one man's opinion, Joe Tucson uh, was worthy of more than 21 minutes. Are you a DC person or a Marvel person? You know, you know the difference. DC, Superman, Batman, Catwoman, Robin. Uh, you know, DC, Justice League, Zack Snyder. Isn't he in the DC universe? Then you got Marvel, Iron Man, Black Panther. Doctor Strange, love. Captain America. Captain Planet. Is that right? Anyway, if you know the difference between DC and Marvel, then you probably have comic books. And you probably have comic books that you would like to sell to somebody. And that's where Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles come in. You call them at 304-416-3631 and... Tell them you've got DC comic books, Marvel comic books, other comic books, and they'll say, yeah, I'll buy them and I'll give you cash money. So comic books, action wrestling figures, sports cards, 
Give them a call, 304-416-3631. Freeman Sports Card and Collectibles. The next game for WVU is Wednesday, 7 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. West Virginia comes back to Morgantown, and they get the TCU Horn Frogs. TCU 3-2 and two in the Big 12. Uh, spoiler alert, this team loves to run. This is, I think, the fastest playing team in the conference. They love the transition off of missed shots and run with the ball and score quickly. It's fun watching them play. They're really good at transition. Uh, Mike Miles is a really good player and a really good clutch player. Lampkin versus Bell will be fun. TCU, they know what they're good at, transition, and they know what they're not good at, which is shooting the three. And they, one of the teams in Division One that shoot the least amount of threes, and that's smart because when they do shoot them, they're 29% for the year. But this team's really good, you know, kind of iffy start, losing a, a weird game at home in the non-conference schedule. But they're 3-2. and two. They won at Texas. They're, they just beat previously undefeated in conference play Kansas State. They beat them soundly at home. And so what you hang your hat on when you look at history for WVU, and you're going to hear this if you're watching the ESPN Plus broadcast, you're going to hear this between one and 300 times that TCU has never won in Morgantown since, since both teams joined the Big 12. They've never done it. And they're going to phrase it however, which way they're going to. TCU looking for their first win in Morgantown. West Virginia has never lost a TCU. Just all the different ways you can say it. That's what you're going to get on Wednesday. And so that's what you hang your hat on is that it's never happened before. And so will will that streak continue? I hope that streak continues to to stop the current streak of which it's not good. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt WVU for the 2022-2023 season. They have 10 wins, and now they have 7 losses. <laughs>